Welcome to the Wicked Good Momcast, a podcast for Boston moms by Boston moms, a space to hear stories from real moms, to celebrate the beauty of motherhood and to normalize its challenges. Motherhood is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. You are a wicked good mom. And now here are your Wicked Good Momcast host, Shannon and Megan. This season of the Wicked Good Momcast is brought to you by our partners at Boston Ballet School, the only ballet school in New England affiliated with Boston Ballet, a world-renowned ballet company whose internationally acclaimed repertoire ranges from classical to Balanchine masterworks to premieres by today's finest choreographers. Boston Ballet School believes ballet is for everyone and is dedicated to providing an inclusive environment with classes for all ages, abilities, and household incomes. Visit bostonballet.org backslash education to enroll your child this fall. Welcome back, friends. Today, we are discussing financial wellness with Rockland Trust AVP Financial Education Development and Strategy Officer, Julie Beckham. Or if she has visited your kid's school, they might already know her as Miss Money. Julie is taking a topic that can feel uncomfortable and vulnerable to discuss and helping us to learn how to best secure our financial futures. Julie's passion for this work shines through and you are going to love hearing from her. Not everyone thinks personal finance is a topic to sing and dance about, but Julie Beckham has made a career out of it. Creator of Miss Money and the Coins, a musical about saving, sharing, and spending money and the No Shame in This Money Game podcast, Julie is AVP, Financial Education Development and Strategy Officer at Rockland Trust Bank, a certified financial educator, an accredited financial counselor, and a graduate of New York University's Tisch School of the Arts. Julie creates and implements engaging and entertaining financial education programming for colleagues, customers, and the community. Julie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Shannon. I'm so happy to be here. Happy to have you. Yeah. Well, talk to us about the work that you're doing to teach financial wellness to kids and adults alike. Sure. I I was, you know, just reflecting before coming on this podcast today, I feel so lucky to have the job that I have um, because it's such an important topic. Financial Mm -hmm. education is not something that is taught um, typically in schools and families. Mm -hmm. It's finance is not talked about at dinner tables and in conversations. In the United States of America, it's kind of a a taboo or maybe an inappropriate topic, yet we all have to deal with money. So Mm -hmm. I get to go out into the community on behalf of Rockland Trust, and I kind of have a unique position at the bank where it is my sole job to financially educate our customers, our community members, and our employees about personal finance. And so Mm -hmm. from kindergarten to senior citizens, I've kind of put a creative bend on finance. I have a theater background, so my creative entrance into banking was writing this musical about money and performing it in elementary schools. And from there, I became financially educated myself, as you were just saying, um, Megan. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to teach about scam prevention to senior citizens and go into high schools and do credit for life fairs and then do a podcast to really take the shame out of not knowing about personal Mm -hmm. finance. Because again, why should we feel bad about not knowing when no one's talking about it and no one's teaching about it? 1000%. Yeah, I think this is such important work and the foundation that you lie that you lay in like a fun way, it makes this all feel super approachable, um, which I can personally appreciate. I was saying before we got on this call that like, I don't think that I was well equipped as a child and maybe not even as an adult at this point um, to lift that shame and really dive into this. So 
I would love to know sort of where your passion comes from behind this work. Obviously, you have this theater background and then you've been personally educated. But where does the where does the passion come from? Is there a story behind that? Yeah, I think the passion comes from that. It's it's not an equal playing field. And Mm -hmm. for me, that's upsetting. I've visited Mm -hmm. more than 150 schools in Massachusetts and they're not all equal. Not Mm -hmm. every child is given the same opportunity even in their schools. And for financial education, it's not a requirement in the state of Massachusetts. So I feel a personal responsibility to educate as many individuals in this state through this role as possible. And I just think that that's where my passion comes from. Mm -hmm. 22 states in the nation now have a personal finance requirement to have a full semester of personal finance in high school before graduating. Mm -hmm. But that's not on the table here in Massachusetts. There are some bills that are um, kind of trying to, you know, kind of go in that direction. But right now, Massachusetts is up to individual cities and towns. Mm -hmm. And we all know that all cities and towns do not Mm -hmm. have the same opportunities, do not have the same um, access. So for me, that's where my passion, that's where I really get revved up about this. I want everyone to have the same opportunity. Yeah, Yeah, 1,000%. So I'm going to ask you a question, but before I do, I want to give a little backstory and honestly tell you kind of why I'm excited to talk to you today. Um, so self-disclosure, my my dad passed away when I was a teenager. And at the time, he was my only full-time working parent. My mom was working very part-time, um, didn't have a job with benefits and after he passed away, of course, we had life insurance money, um, but I don't think my mom knew exactly what to do with that. It ran mm-hmm. out. And the rest of growing up was a struggle um, financially. And, you know, even after I was out and had a job and was providing for myself, I watched my mom continue to struggle. And I see this, you know, kind of generational thing with finances where, you know, my grandparents, her parents, my grandpa was the sole breadwinner. My grandmother never worked. She volunteered. She did a lot of great things with her life, but she never earned an income or contributed in that way. And so I know that's kind of the framework that my mom grew up under. Um, and then, you know, trickle down to me. I've watched this play out and I want to know for myself and for maybe other moms in the same position how can we work towards securing our own financial futures without being dependent on a partner? And then, you know, my hope is that that will continue to trickle down to my kids and their kids, and we can kind of break this generational cycle. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that, Shannon. And, you know, it, it's, it's uh, you know, a heartbreaking story because it's something that really affects your money mindset moving mm-hmm. forward, but it's also not very unique um, because- right. And this day and age, even in 2023, it's very divided on um, partners and spouses and who deals with what kind of money issues in their household. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that we all have to really do better about being intentional, about being Mm -hmm. involved. And we're told at a very young age, whether it's from our families or it's from our culture or the media, women are told, girls are told, you don't have to worry about that. Don't worry about Mm -hmm. that. I'll take care of that. You know, these are the sayings that we're hearing. These are the stories. These are the fairy tales, all these things. And the thing is, is that we shouldn't be worried in the sense of panicked. We need to be involved. We need to be concerned. Mm -hmm. 
and, um, and educated and curious because we live longer. We make Mm -hmm. less. We are more apt to take time off from work to care for our children or our Mm -hmm. sick family members. All of these facts, these are just facts, put Mm -hmm. us in a vulnerable financial position. So we can't afford to be more vulnerable by putting our heads in the sand or by listening to individuals who are saying, we don't need to worry about that. So Mm. we don't need to worry, no time to panic, you know, but it is time to get involved and partners, you know, marriage, if you take all the fun and excitingness, all out of it, it's a financial contract. So we need to continue that those conversations about finance before we get married, during our wedding, you know, in the celebration after, and, and just in your, your partner or spouse should be involved in the daily finances and because typically that's not how it works. Typically, uh, if there is a, a wife and a husband, the wife is typically doing like kind of the daily finances and the bills and the husband <clears> typically <throat> does the investments and all that. But what mm-hmm. if something happens to one of those people either way? So it's mm-hmm. a problem either way when you're in a financial contract and two people don't know the same thing. So I think we need to be open and have these conversations. And we're not challenging our spouse or partner. We're not doubting their capabilities. We just want to be involved. And I think that that's something we need to normalize. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And so like, obviously this episode is all about financial wellness and how we can make sure that we're doing the best for ourselves in, in that like realm of wellness. I do think it was interesting when you said that marriage is a contract Uh, a financial contract, because I do think that marriage a lot of times or partnership in general is like operating a business. And if you were a business owner and you owned a business with somebody else, you probably wouldn't let that one person control all the financial pieces of the business, the money in and out, because you'd want to know that your equity is like being cared for. So I think the same if we think about it that way in marriage, I think it's really, really important Um, and you did mention that it goes both ways so that we're wanting to make sure that women are cared for and they're not panicking, but that they are being, um, careful and focusing on their financial wellness. But also if something was to happen to the person who is handling the day-to-day finances, the other partner would have to pick up all of that too. So it really does go both ways. Well, Uh, and I think about, so I think a lot of people are familiar with Jen Hatmaker. I know Megan mm -hmm. and I like our cheer squad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she had a very public divorce a couple of years ago. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I heard her saying, and this wasn't from, you know, a, a death, this was a divorce. And she mm-hmm. said she wasn't involved and she had yeah. no idea where her yeah. money was going. I don't think she even paid the bills. I, I think she literally had no idea. And she kind of actually did her own maybe financial class to mm-hmm. teach um, other ladies who are going through divorce, like how to take back control. So I know this is a very important conversation. And I'm really glad that we're able to have it on here too. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just, it is, it's important. And the thing is, is that again, going back to, we are all not educated, including the men, the women yeah. in our lives. Nobody was born with this, this education. Right, so right. we might be depending on a partner who actually doesn't know much yes. either. And that's yeah. not fair. So mm-hmm. we just have to, you know, really normalize the fact that we're, you know, when, when you're in a relationship, you're in this together, you're figuring mm-hmm. out together, you're going to make mistakes separately together, but there is no shame in this. We just have to partner together to, mm-hmm. to, to figure it out and learn together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's all sorts of tips like having, you know, 
um, finance Fridays or, yeah, you know, budget well, meeting. <laughs> I, I reframed it one day and I was like, let's do wealthy Wednesdays to pretend we're wealthy, <laughs> you know, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you can do all the things where you have a conversation, whether it's five minutes to give each other a high five, like, yeah, we paid that first semester of college. Yay mm-hmm. for us. Or, you know, we, we made it through that vacation and we or paid off our credit card or one of us paid off mm-hmm. our student loans. It can be aspirational and congratulatory, but it mm-hmm. also can be about goal setting or just like, hey, um, you know, wh- what do we wh- what, what are our next plans? What are we missing? What mm-hmm. uh, how can we better secure our financial futures? And it doesn't have to be all serious all the time, but these conversations have to be planned and intentional. Yeah. Money is not a dirty word. It is something that like, I feel like their, your wellness around it really relies on you making it more of an open conversation. And I think honestly, the more that we're doing that with our partners, the more likely that our children are going to be better equipped. Like Shannon was mm-hmm. saying too, like, I think and I'm going to ask an, a question that is sort of loaded. Cause I, I'm think, I think I already know what you're going to answer. <laughs> um, but I feel like even going into college, like my parents weren't super open about money. So I was not well equipped to understand the potential debt that I was taking on. Mm-hmm. So here's my follow up question to that. Um, if you could give someone one piece of financial advice. So this is just like a general person. What mm-hmm. would it be? My one piece of financial advice is to pay yourself first. Uh-huh. And what I mean by that, and there's like an asterisk to that. And the asterisk is automate it. So paying yourself first means when you get paid a percentage, a portion, whatever it is, because people get paid differently monthly, biweekly, uh, Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, they're contract workers and it's it's every three months or something. But whatever, Mm -hmm. however you get paid, you take a portion, percentage, amount, and that immediately goes into your savings account. Maybe Mm -hmm. some of it goes into a savings account, some of it goes into an investment account, whatever. However you want to do it, the more, the better, obviously, but even a little adds up. You won't miss that money when you automate it and when you pay yourself first. And you will Mm -hmm. always have that security of some fund somewhere if you need it. And it has been uh, eye-opening to those who do that because, again, if you have $20 in your pocket, you're going to spend it. If you don't, you won't. So now we can spend like, you know, on our phones. So it's, you know, we constantly have that $20 accessible that this is why putting it away and automating it and paying, considering your future self. Like if you close your eyes and you think, I want to think about my future and think about my family in the future, think about my partner, where I want to be, the life I want to live. You're going to need money for that. So Mm -hmm. real, I mean, I have an acting background. I imagine everything, you know, so I, I use that in my teaching. I use it in my personal life because you want to see yourself succeed. You want to fund your future self. And that future mm-hmm. self is important. And that future family is important. So make it important and automate it. So you don't have, because we as mothers, we have 80,000 things to think about every single day, maybe every yep. single second. So, you know, you the more things that you can automate and just check off your list because it's already being done while you're doing something else better. Did you know that nearly one in five mothers and one in 10 fathers experience anxiety or depression between conception and one year post-birth? Parent Wellness Group is a collective of seasoned clinicians who are passionate about supporting parents as they navigate the challenges that come with raising a family. Serving both Massachusetts and Rhode Island, The team of therapists who are all parents themselves 
provide individual, couples, and group therapy in addition to parent coaching. Get the help you need and schedule a consult today at parentwellnessgroup.com. Love that. That's amazing advice. And I'm wondering on the flip side of that, obviously, there's a lot of money mistakes that people can make. I'm, you know, thinking of many money mistakes that I've had to make and learn the hard way from. So if you could caution people from maybe, you know, the biggest money mistake that you see, what would that be? Hmm. I think as mother, like maybe because this is for moms, um, I think, you know, not using your money on your priorities and your family's priorities, getting caught up in what other families' priorities are when it comes to money. Because you get really resentful, I find. And nobody likes a resentful mother. <laughs> you know, <laughs> then you just get grumpy. So um, I think that, you know, if so-and-so's, you know, mom is throwing a party or always gets certain takeout or goes out to there or vacations there, it is, there's a list of things, right? Sure. Or doing the club sport or whatever. And you're, you end up paying all this money unintentionally, but by like almost this weird adult peer pressure and your Mm -hmm. kid's not happy and you're annoyed and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wait a second, this isn't my, this isn't my family's priority. And I'm Mm -hmm. surrounded by people who that might be, but it's not mine and it's not ours. So sometimes I think you need to dial it back and you'll make those mistakes. You'll do it and you'll be in the midst Mm -hmm. of this and be like, I hate this. And I'm so Mm -hmm. mad. I spent this money on it you don't have to do it again. And you can explain to your children, be like, you know what? That's awesome that this family does that. And that's really cool for them. And we can go watch them do that. Or maybe once in a while, I really like this thing we do. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we can't do all the things. We just have to choose a couple. So let's talk about our couple that we really like as a family. And we're going to have to say no to some of these other things. And that's okay. Because now mm-hmm. you can talk to your friends about what we do and they can talk about what, and that makes life more interesting. So there's mm-hmm. just ways to talk about it. And yes, there's going to be disappointed people and kids and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that's part of, that's I get part of raising a family. So, um, and I mean, what a yeah. great life lesson for our kids mm-hmm. and kind of a lesson in self-discipline and something that I have had to really reckon with, I would say maybe in the last year, um, you know, my husband and I watch some of our closest friends go on Disney trips and go on these vacations and, and their kids are in all of these sports classes and camps, which add up and are very costly. Mm-hmm. And what we finally realized is they're not doing that on their own. They're not doing that with their own salaries. They have grandparents helping. Mm-hmm. They have other family members or other financial resources contributing and allowing them to do these things. We don't we don't have that. Yeah. Uh, which is fine, but it really, something clicked for us. We were like, why are we even trying to keep up with this? This is not our situation at all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we are in a, a day and time where it's so easy to compare and see what everyone is doing on social media, but you never know you don't. how they got there mm-hmm. or what the real situation is. So yeah, don't even like jump on the comparison train. Yeah. Or the debt that they're accruing to do it. That's the other mm-hmm. thing. It's like some people carry a larger amount of debt. And so like, I think that this is fabulous advice to not to try not to keep up with the Joneses and do what's best for your family and communicate that to your kids too. like having that conversation. Well, they have that. We don't. This is what we do have. Or like mm-hmm. mom and dad work really hard for you to have X, Y, and Z. Um, I think one of the I don't know, like a pillar of parenthood for me and my husband has been to be more um, 
less fear-based about money to our children than the way that we grew up because we were both afraid all the time that we didn't have, we knew how little we had. Um, and so, but to educate our kids, I want to lean back a little bit onto Miss Money's classroom, Julie. So mm-hmm. Boston Moms has been working for the last couple of months. Several of our writers have actually gone through the Miss Money classroom modules with their kids to start a, start the conversations about financial wellness. Shannon has done this mm-hmm. with her daughter. Um, so some of our listeners' kids might actually be familiar with you from out in the community um, or your online classes as Miss Money. So I would love your opinion on why it is important to plant these seeds early in childhood. Yeah. And you know, any, like anything you learn, if the earlier you learn it, the better. Think sure. about yeah. those who aren't learn a second language, you yeah. know, like yeah. they're just more successful at it. And mm-hmm. again, we have the opportunity in our own little homes to normalize learning and talking about money. And mm-hmm. so we, you know, kids don't know, like when you were just talking about, uh, telling the stories about your kids. It's like my daughter, I remember she was in kindergarten. She came home, threw off her backpack and she's like, Hey mom, do we have a cape house? And- <laughs> <laughs> That's like, my daughter's dream too. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no. She's like, yeah. she's like, Oh, Tess does. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's so cool. And she's like, but we have a place in Maine. Right. And I was like, no, she's like, but we go there. I'm like, yeah, we, we rent this little cottage, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you have to explain. They don't understand. I was, mm-hmm. you know how you, you, um, you go into the grocery store and especially when your kids are little and they're sitting in front of you and you're like, I'm going to get, you know, here are the oranges and you can sort of narrate your way through the grocery mm-hmm. store. So I was with my son once and we're really doing that and we'll go back past the rice. And I was like, oh, the rice isn't on sale this week. So we're not getting any rice. And he starts crying. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, we can never have rice again. So I mean, they're so in, they, they want to know when they're concerned. I was like, no, it's just not on sale. I'm not buying a million yeah. boxes, that kind of thing. So, yeah. um, so they're curious. They want to know, they want to have these conversations and we shut them down because you know, like, they're like, um, how much does this cost? Or can I have this? And you say, no, no. Um, and they're like, why? And instead of saying like, well, that costs, that Lego costs $300. And it takes me three days to earn $300. I have to go to, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of explaining that. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, wow, okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, it's age appropriate. But back to Miss Money's classroom, it makes it fun. Um, We we sing and... and dance and, you know, it to these lessons, there are five downloadable audio songs in English and Spanish, which is just so exciting for, for me personally, uh, to reach, you know, more individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the introduction is an animated video that really gets the kids involved and introduces these fun characters. Miss Money is this quirky teacher who's a little bit confused herself about money, but has to teach about it. So her students, Nick and Penny, um, get involved and they they help Miss Money teach the entire class, which now is like an online. Um, uh, anybody can take this, these classes and these lessons. And for teachers and families, there's a downloadable mm-hmm. lesson plan, which outlines the vocabulary, the objectives, has little um, activities that can build off of the worksheets and the activity sheets that are downloadable. So it's just a fun way to get conversations started and to get kids thinking about Mm-hmm. needs and wants and what's the difference and why does it matter? And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the narrative is like these kids saying, Oh, my mom's stressed about money and my dad doesn't like to talk about it. And so these kids are like, yeah, wait, me too. And so mm-hmm. they lean into, Oh, other families 
are, ta- you know, talking about have these experiences and they want to be part of kids want to be part of adult conversations you know, all, the time, yeah. I mean, all the time. Like they <laughs> yeah. just want to be a part of it. Yet this is an important one where we can kind of like drop the seeds early and invite mm-hmm. them in and have a good time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I mean, so my daughter is seven and we did take your class and, you know, honestly, it was appealing to me for what I mentioned earlier. I know I want her to have a different idea about money and finances, but I don't really know where to start because I wasn't raised with that. So I'm learning right. with her. So we actually did the classes together and she loved like there's um, printable worksheets and she loved all of that. I would say the Miss Money character, she kind of reminded me of, um, is it Miss Frizzle? Miss Frizzle. Yes, yes. People yeah. say that Just a lot. So yeah. fun and endearing. Um, so we absolutely loved the classes. And then to see her applying, like not only interested in the classes, but applying what she's learned. Um, and she's at the age where, you know, her birthday was a couple of months before we did your class. So she had some birthday money saved up and then we have, you know, ways around the house that, um, you know, she can earn allowance money and, uh, and she loves that. Like she wants to earn money. So then for you to provide a way for her and I to understand, you know, again, that once and needs lesson, mm-hmm. that was a big one. That was so, so good. Yeah. Um, and so for her to understand, like mom and dad are going to take care of all of your needs. You're seven. We've got you. Mm-hmm. But these extra ones, like we went to a candy store in Rockport and, you know, I was like, if you want some candy, buy some candy. I know you have your money. And for her to see, you know, that real life experience of, oh, now I'm out this amount of money. Now, how much do I want it? <laughs> I yeah. Exactly. They do. yeah. It makes them think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what is the best way for our listeners to either take their own Miss Money class or continue learning from you? Awesome. They can go on uh, the rocklandtrust.com slash money classroom. And um, it's all right there. It starts with an animated. Well, there's a little toggle on the upper right hand side that says English Espanol. So you can click on that if you need the Spanish version or want or mm-hmm. curious. Um, and the, the uh, whole lesson starts with an animated video. You can download the teacher lesson plan if you are uh, you want you know kind of want that aid. Um, otherwise, you can listen to the songs, download the activity sheets, and in the fall we'll have some uh, collateral in the branches. So if you want physical copies, or you can contact me and I can send you some physical copies of the activity sheets. Um, so yeah, it's it's just a, a great way to access. It's all free. Um, this mm-hmm. is pure mm-hmm. outreach. This isn't about products or services or anything, this whole lesson plan is just about teaching about money. I think it's fabulous. And you can go at your own pace too, or at your child's pace. So mm-hmm. I highly, highly encourage all of our listeners to check it out. Listeners, you can find all of Julie's contact information located in the show notes for this episode on bostonmoms.com. Julie, we end our show every single episode of the Wicked Good Momcast with the same question. And that is, what are you loving about living in greater Boston right now? I I just think this area is ripe with opportunity. Um, Uh You know, there are, there are so many uh, museums and parks and the ocean. We have the the woods. We have so Mm -hmm. many things that are close. It's dense. It's expensive Mm -hmm. to live here, but the resources (laughs) are very, uh, very great. And Mm -hmm. they all don't cost a lot of money um, to do, which is really great. The other thing is, is that if you need help, um, the greater Boston area, I mean, Massachusetts in general, I think has more than 38,000 nonprofits and the majority mm-hmm. of them 
are in the greater Boston area. And a lot of those nonprofits help in the areas of health and human services, arts and education. Um, And those are really important to a lot of families and Mm -hmm. you can access them here which is really amazing. Before I got into financial education, I did uh, work in charitable giving and the amount of nonprofits when, if, when, and if you need help as an individual mm-hmm. or a family is very, um, it, it, it's just, it's full of opportunity. So mm-hmm. um, on either end of the spectrum, this is a great place to live. Yeah, I agree completely. And thank you so much for talking to us. I know this has been informative for myself and I know it's going to be informative for our other listeners. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing. I love that. I love your community and um, I'm happy to be a part of it. Thanks so much. Yeah. Well, listeners, thank you as always for tuning in. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast now and share this Wicked Good Wellness series with your friends. Remember, you are a Wicked Good Mom. Boston Moms is grateful to this season's Wicked Good Momcast sponsor, Boston Ballet School a leading dance educator empowering students to develop artistically, forge lifelong friendships, and most importantly, have fun. Visit bostonballet.org backslash education to learn more about the range of classes offered in our Boston and Newton studios.